Welcome to Straight from the Hip. It is Monday. Oh, it's uh, August 31st, year of our Lord, 2020. Uh, got my, uh, this is a special day for me because I got both a nephew and a niece. They were born on this day, so it's their birthday. My nephew, KC, and my uh, niece, Cameron, uh, it's, their, uh, it's their birthday today. So happy birthday, Cammy, and happy birthday, KC. KC stopped smoking. Uh, I, I saw him on Instagram last night in a club somewhere smoking. And so he laughed when I put that on his page today and told him to stop smoking. Then Travis said, let me get Travis. Travis. What's going on, Travis? Yeah, we, everyone, everyone can hear you, so you're good to go. Well, good. Everybody can hear you too now. I hope you can hear yourself. I can hear me. Travis, what's going on? Talk to me. How you been? Oh, been been doing well, been doing well. Got uh, a lot of stuff to talk about before this uh, Labor Day weekend coming up and had a few fantasy football drafts, so that was entertaining. Yeah, nobody cares about fantasy football, so you 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 on the wrong show talking about some doggone fantasy football. Fantasy football has you thinking Lamar Jackson, the number one quarterback in the in the league. So, I know. I didn't take him, though, in fantasy football. I took uh, Patrick Mahomes in two leagues. Well, who wouldn't? I mean, that, that's, that, that's reality. That's reality football. That ain't fantasy football. That's reality football. Exactly. Exactly. So, so where's Jay? Is Jay going to make it? Jay, Jay you going to call in? I hope Jay's out there somewhere. He can call in. I can get him on here, too. I know I know. Jay said he, he had the kids tonight and was working on some... Uh, office stuff, but he was going to try and uh, reply in the comment section. So. All right. Well, Jay, you, you, you can read your comment, Travis. I can't see the comments, so I don't know what's going on. So I'm going to let you take yeah, care of that then. Don't worry about the comments. I got them. Well, Travis, you drive and Tell me where, where, where we headed. Well, I think we wanted to start off. Um, it's kind of been an interesting week. Um just in terms of had a lot of uh, celebrities and important people pass away um, with Chadwick Boseman. Uh, most people know him with uh, Black Panther or 42 from the Jackie Robinson movie. Yep. Also, John Thompson Jr. Uh, or the second. Uh, died uh, late last night, former NCAA champion head basketball coach with Georgetown. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Clifford Robinson passed away this past week, 18 years in the NBA. NBA All-Star was a second-round pick when he came out of college. Yep. 
And then uh, I just did see that Luke Olson, uh, former NCAA basketball head coach with the University of Arizona, passed away. So had a lot of uh, unfortunate uh, people pass away. So you kind of wanted to send our condolences to them and their family and acknowledge that. So if you had anything to say about any of those, go ahead. I mean, you know, here's the deal. First of all, Luke Olson... You know, for guys who don't know him, he was a beast back in the day. He was, you know, one of the top ten coaches. I think he still got in the top ten as far as number of wins and whatnot. Uh, he made he made Arizona a, a national power. Nobody cared about Arizona until Lou Olson was out there doing what he did. Uh, I think he had players like Sean Elliott and some of those guys come through there, if I can remember correctly. You know, I'm not, not a big uh, college basketball fan, but like I said, enough to know that Lou Olson was a beast. You know, Clifford Robinson, Don't I can't really say that much about him. Didn't really follow his career that much. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, you know, the, the man was, a, I mean, he was a great actor. And now to find out what he was enduring, a lot of the time he was doing the things that he was doing, um, he, he's become a phenomenal actor because nobody even knew that he was suffering you know, from cancer and whatnot. So that's all kind of crazy. But with all that being said, when you talk about John Thompson, yeah, my heart aches when I heard about John Thompson dying. I mean, you talking about somebody who grew up in that era when Georgetown was Georgetown. And I mean, John Thompson was the leader of all that. I'm talking about Patrick Ewing, Dikembe Mutombo, Alonzo Mourning, I mean, all of us would pack in a, in a dorm room to watch Georgetown games. And, uh, you know, half our football team at Vanderbilt, we loved us from Georgetown. David Wingate, I mean, all those guys, all those guys, we used to just fill up a room. And John Thompson, of course, was, was the, uh, the dean of all that. He was so elegant when he spoke. Um, you know, he was that guy that was, you couldn't find a single fault in that man. It was just like everything he did. And he was known for that towel that he used to wear over his shoulder and everything. And when I just think about John Thompson, about how there was not a black person alive that didn't wish they could meet John Thompson and, 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 and wanted John Thompson to be their daddy. Because John Thompson was just a phenomenal man, a phenomenal figure. And we all just love John Thompson. So I was devastated when I saw that news this morning. And I broke the news to Jay. I, I said, John, I said, man, they just said on, on a get up this morning that John Thompson died. And Jason was like, you know, WTF. I mean, that's what he sent back to me. So uh, we, were, we were devastated this morning to find out that news. So our condolences, of course, to their family and to the basketball family. I mean, there's a lot of guys, I'm sure. They'll be dedicating stuff to John Thompson because uh, he was just that kind of a guy. So anyway, uh, don't get me wrong. Hats off to everybody. It, it, it's a crazy year. We're losing some phenomenal people, some phenomenal men uh, we, we lost in this, you know, this last week. And uh, so hats off to all those folks. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was actually watching uh, before we were, were talking uh, you and I coach uh, for the show. I was watching inside the NBA while they were previewing 
the uh, Bucks and Heat game, which we'll get to. But one one thing they did right off the bat, they acknowledged what you know that he had passed away. John Thompson had passed away, and they all four of them, uh, Barkley, Shaq, Ernie, and Kenny, all had a white towel and put it on their their there you shoulder go. For, there the, you for, go. for the for the show. I thought that was a good tribute. And, and anyone that ever saw John Thompson or you know watched. Georgetown uh, basketball when he was the coach. I always saw him have a you know a, a white towel on his shoulder. That was always his trademark. So yeah, that was really cool. So, yeah, that is that is really cool. One one real quick before we change to the, the next topic. Um, I didn't realize when I had uh, had heard the news about uh, Chadwick Bozeman late Friday night is when I had heard about it that he was from semi close to here in Anderson, South Carolina. So um, I didn't realize that he was from South Carolina and played at T.L. Hanna High School. So I know it's not Georgia, but that is that is close to here. And anyone that anyone that's seen the movie Radio, that's the same school that uh, Radio um, it, it, it references, and, and where that that you know whole story came from was T.L. Hanna High. So yeah. you I'm always you always time. know you always know how to mess up a segment. I mean, you always want to try to say something about South Carolina. Everybody knows you like University of South Carolina. Everybody knows that's your school. And here you go, shameless plug. Shameless. We talking about these men dying and, you know, everybody's got a real sentimental thing going on. And you find a way to plug for South Carolina. That's shameless. Shameless, shameless. That had nothing to do for the University of South Carolina. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Devastated. So, Devastated. Exactly. Yes, sir. Well, we are going to switch topics here. Uh, I'll give you a few minutes to talk about uh, youth uh, football and high school football going on here in, in Georgia. So uh, I know there's some news going on, so go ahead. Yeah, most folks who, who follow this show know that I'm the vice president of Gwinnett Football League. We're one of the largest youth football organizations in the country. Uh, we basically do from six years old up to eighth grade. And uh, we started this past weekend. So uh, hats off to all of those volunteers, all of those coaches and cheerleading coaches and uh, referees and all kind of folks out there that, that make this thing happen. And, uh, folks, we're talking about, you know, a lot of kids. I mean, we've got about, uh, gosh, I don't know how many kids we got this year, but it's, it's, it's always a lot. And, uh, I mean, we got some cheerleading squads out there that are 50-something girls out there uh, cheering out there in the rain and everything that we endured this past weekend. So, you know, if, if you live in Gwinnett County or you live in the surrounding area, feel free to, you know, go to, uh, I think it's uh, GFL Sports is the website.com and, uh, you know, get in there and f- find a game and go out there and support these young, these young kids. A lot of kids that are playing in pro football now, Bradley Roby, Cameron Hayward, uh, Kevin Minner, CJ Uzama, I could go on and on. There's about, I think they said 23, 26, something like that. Guys who used to be in the GFL, they're now playing pro football. So, uh, by all means, go out there and, uh, and, uh, see these guys if you can right now. Uh, Barrett Carter, a kid who was, uh, who's ranked number one or number two in the nation at linebacker who's headed to Clemson. He, former GFL kid. Uh, so, like I said, it's a bunch of guys that uh, that you would know. Robert Kimdichie, who was uh, playing pro football here for, I don't know if he's still playing or not now. 
But uh, just a lot of guys you could go through and name that are out there still playing. So uh, so anyway, uh, just glad to know that the GFL is back and running. And this week, as far as high school football, the Corky Kell Classic will be uh, be uh, on, on tap this week. Starts on Wednesday. Uh, there won't be uh, any games in the Dome for people who are used to seeing that. We won't have that this year. But we do have uh, games that begin on Wednesday and go all the way through Saturday. Just real quick, a rundown of the games. You have Carver, Atlanta at Cherokee, 5.30 p.m. on Wednesday, September 2nd. Mays at West Forsyth, which is at 8.30 p.m. on that same day. On Thursday, you have Brookwood uh, versus Decula at Decula. So those are two Gwinnett teams going at each other there on September 3rd, followed by McEachern at North Gwinnett. Everybody who follows this show knows that I coach at North Gwinnett, and I don't talk about games on the air between uh, between us and anybody. On Friday, you have Kale at Walton. Um, that's going to be over in Cobb County, and that's at 5.30 p.m. And at 8.30 p.m., you have uh, Parkview at Mill Creek. Again, two Gwinnett County teams, uh, non-region teams going at each other. So I think those are two top ten teams right there, uh, Parkview and Mill Creek. So that should be a gully whopper right there. And then on Saturday, to close it out, you have Carrollton at Collins Hill, which will be a very interesting game. One of my best friends, Fronte Fountain, is over there. So I'll probably make my way over there to see that game in between my GFL duties. You got Lowndes County at Archer. And, you know, I'm a whole Lowndes County guy, of course, from, from, the, from Lowndes County. So I might have to sneak over there and take a peek at that. And finishing off the night will be Denmark at GAC, Greater Atlanta Christian, which Greater Atlanta Christian is another Gwinnett County school. In uh, Denmark, that would be a very interesting matchup. I'd be interested in seeing what happens there. So anyway, that's your uh, that's your lineup for the Corky Kale. It's gonna supposedly all be on TV somewhere somehow. I don't know how they're gonna do it, but uh, that's what we've been told, and so that's what I'm gonna stick to. So that's it for high school football this coming week. You know, get out to one of these games and support somebody. Uh, it's Israel Soto, who's always on this show. His his son, Edwin Mangual, is a, a very high-ranked uh, cornerback. Last year, he was a second-team all-county, and he plays over at Archer. So get out and support some of these young men. Uh, Miss Peavy's son ain't going to be out there because uh, they're not playing in the Corky Kill. Uh, they're over at Greater Atlanta. Not Greater Atlanta, I'm sorry. They're at Hebron. Hebrew Christian Academy. And uh so anyway, go out there and support them too. But anyway, Travis, that's all I got. What else we what else we got? Okay. Um well next uh wanted to talk about uh and you mentioned it just a little bit, just if you wanted to speak on how is it that, you know, some of these youth games um are able to play but the Big Ten and the Pac twelve can't. Well, I just, I just think that's an interesting question. I mean, I'm just thinking that if I am, uh, you know, any of these big wigs in the Big Ten, and I'm sitting back watching, I've been watching Alabama football on the weekends for the last two weekends. They, they're going at it over in Alabama. And, uh, and don't get me wrong. I know if you're in the Pac-12, I'm going to give you a little bit of a break. And, and that's something that I don't normally do. 
But uh, I'm going to give you a little bit of a break because they say that, you know, because you're so much more populated out there, your situation with Corona is a little bit different from what everybody else has going on. So I'm going to give you a pass. I'm going to give you a pass. But what about Iowa? And, and so Iowa never put any restrictions on anybody. While we were, you know, banned to the house and couldn't go out and do social distancing and all that, they said Iowa never did anything. You know, I mean, how, how are they feeling about this? How is Tyler Goodson, who's from Metro Atlanta, but going to school out in Iowa, how is he feeling right now about, wait a minute, why are they playing football back where I'm from? There's a whole lot more packed and densely populated than I am out here, and we can't play football out here. I, that, that's, my, that's my thing, Travis. How, how would you answer that question? Yeah, I, I just think it's real interesting. Then, um, of course, you know, money isn't, uh, you, no one can say that money's a factor because, you know, high school's definitely not going to be making the same amount of money as what the Pac-12 and the Big Ten are, are you know, would be would be getting. Um, I honestly think it was just the, the Big Ten and the Pac-12, and we talked about it right when they did it um, a few weeks ago. I think they just pulled the trigger too early. And I think they're afraid to go back on what they said, that they aren't going to have a season. So um, I think that's what it is. And I think the the commissioners and the ADs of those schools and conferences just don't want to kind of look ridiculous and stupid for not, uh, you know, basically changing their mind from public pressure. So Well, they already look ridiculous and stupid. That's number one. I mean, so let, let's 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 just cut to the chase with that. I mean, and, and then they really look ridiculous and stupid saying that they're planning on a start date now or, or considering a start date of Thanksgiving. What the hell are you going to do at Thanksgiving, starting the season at Thanksgiving? I mean, everybody else is about ending the season, and now you're just going to start up at Thanksgiving? I mean, what is the what is the strategic date of Thanksgiving? What is that going to do? Can anybody tell me that? I mean, how is starting at Thanksgiving going to help anything? What is that going to do for anybody? Yeah, I don't know. I think that's just ridiculous. Um, I don't get it. And I mean, say you're going to start in the spring. Say, hey, you know what? We're going to wait till everybody else is playing, gets done. And then after that, we can be the center of attention. And we'll go ahead and start after they get done. So we're just going to wait and start in the spring. Why would you start at Thanksgiving? That, I mean, why? I mean, did you just look at a date on the calendar that had something on it and say, let's see what that said. What is on that date right there? Yeah, let's just do it on that day. Let's do it on Thanksgiving. Let's just start then. I mean, who does yeah. that? And Thanksgiving exactly. is a, a Thursday. Who, who would start on Thanksgiving? I mean, who does that? That doesn't make any sense. No, not at all. doesn't make any sense, especially for the Big Ten with the weather situation, what it's going to be like in, you know, end of November, they play into December or January. Like, that's just going to be a nightmare. Amen. I have heard, I have heard a scenario that I don't know if where I heard this was this just this guy's opinion or if this is being thrown around um, the Big Ten, but they're considering doing a, like, semi-bubble where all the Big Ten football teams are going to be playing in one of, like, three or four cities 
all of which that have like domes. So they could play in St. Louis at the old uh, Rams dome. They could play in uh, Detroit at Fort Field. They could play in, um, I think one of them was like uh, Syracuse or something like that. And then there was another one, oh, uh, Indianapolis, where the Colts play. Okay. So they'd be playing in, in the dome where at least they wouldn't have to deal with the, the, the weather and the elements. But I think that would just be a, a big headache. I don't, I mean, whatever. At this point, you know, you just got to throw your hands up. And uh, like I said, everybody will forever. And I think there's uh, still some folks out there trying to sign petitions and all that to hurry up and get them to start playing. But I don't know how they could do that because I don't think they've even been practicing. So uh, right. it's, just, it's just a train wreck. But, but you know, such is the Big Ten. And uh, oh, what's so funny is I know, I know I'm not the average man. We all know that. But have I not talked about this, Travis, for if all the years we've been on this show about how soft mm-hmm. the Big Ten and Pac-12 I mean, why is it? Why does it just have to happen to be the same two conferences that I've always picked on, talked about? And then you know, don't get me wrong, Big Twelve, they they're not too far behind them. You know, Jerry Jerry Vadner's Texas and all that other mess down there. But I've always talked about how soft the Big Ten and Pac Twelve are and since this since this show started. And I just so happen to be those are the two not playing. Everybody else planning on playing. So anyway, right. uh, you know, I'm I'm done. I'm done with that. Okay. Well, we'll we'll head into uh, the NBA next. Um, before we get to some of the games and kind of predictions, we'll talk about uh, kind of what the NBA did. That they're big. They made a big uh, uh, statement this past week where they canceled um, two straight games or two straight days worth of games on Wednesday and Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, Real quick, for anyone that doesn't know, not only did the NBA do this, but the WNBA did this as well for two games, for two days. Um, MLS canceled games all day on Wednesday, and I know there were some baseball games, but I know the NBA got the, the most attention. I just wanted to let, let everyone know if they didn't know that some of these other leagues had done the same um, due to uh, protests of the Jacob Blake shooting in uh, outside of uh, uh, in, in Wisconsin. Sorry, in Wisconsin. So uh, my question is, like, are we surprised that they ended up playing, um, fit, basically playing and finishing out this season? Because I know there were talks about them just leaving the bubble and just saying we're not going to play anymore. Are you surprised that they didn't do that? No, I'm not surprised they didn't do that. I'm, I'm and I'm glad they didn't do that because. You know, like that. It, it at the end of the day, they're the only thing on TV right now worth watching. So you know, anybody watching Major League Baseball, everybody knows that. I mean, they got you know, 15 people watching every day or something like that. But you know, as far as the NBA right now, I mean, they brought, they got me back. I like watching it the way it is right now, without all the fans and all that. I think that the game is a whole lot more pure and everything else. So I'm I'm really enjoying watching some of the games now. Um, I so. I am I am glad they started because now they can remain the center of attention and continue to talk about it. I mean, after every interview, after the games are over, when they talk to the hero, they always bring up the whole social justice in peace. And, you know, like, like what's going on with uh, the equality stuff and all that. I mean, 
everybody is talking about it. Everybody is concerned and then they're continuing to bring attention to it. And if they weren't playing, they wouldn't be able to do that. So I'm, I'm glad to see that. I think that if you really listen and watch what happened and you understand the anatomy of the boycott, I mean, it, it's, it's crazy what really happened because the Milwaukee Bucks were basically looking to forfeit that game. I mean, they didn't talk to any other team. They didn't even tell Orlando. It's not like they say, hey, we're going to forfeit and let y'all have that game. They're just going to walk out on the court and then before the game starts, just walk off and be like, hey, we're, we're, we're boycotting, forfeiting the game. Y'all can have it. I mean, that's crazy. And, you know, Bron Bron got his feelings hurt because nobody consulted him or talked to him, so he's all mad about that and everything else. But at the end of the day, that's that's pretty big for, you know, hats off to the, to the guys in Milwaukee. I mean, I don't like them for anything else, but hats off to them for, for being – I mean, that's, that's pretty deep right there. To have that buy-in from your entire organization, I mean, that, that's huge. So then, of course, after that, they, you know, said, hey, let's all get together and we're all going to sit out and do this. And it turned into what it turned into. But to know how it all really began, I mean, you'll be seeing a movie about that one day. That'll be in somebody's history book somewhere, I believe. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I, I think it was a, a, a monumentous moment, um, something that we've never seen before ever in, you know, the history of sports. Um, and, you know, I know, like I said, we're, we're talking about basketball, for, but for it to happen in multiple sports on the same day, um, it's a, it was a monumentous moment and occasion of what happened. So hats off to them for deciding that they would do that and for, you know, the league to not, you know, really punish them. They kind of let them do their own thing and, and said, uh, yeah, you know, we will support you guys in this. And they moved games and series around to allow this to happen and it got of course you know plenty of national attention and media and you know the players are happy that they were able to do that and now we can you know continue with 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 the playoffs which i think needed to happen because if they would have if the nba just would have completely shut down altogether um i think that might have been a really bad look look for the average fan Oh, yeah, no I, doubt, no it doubt. Because it, it's definitely got attention from the average fan because they realize what was going on. But if they would have just said, we're not going to play, period, we're done with the season completely, there's no NBA champion, I think the average fan that doesn't really watch NBA, I think, would have been really upset about it because, you know, they even though they don't, <clears> they may not watch the NBA on a regular basis, they're still going to watch the NBA playoffs and they're going to want something to watch. Well, so pe- people people like me who pay attention will tell you that baseball has never been the same since they did those strikes and boycotts and all that way back when. A lot of people gave up on baseball back then. So, you know, if basketball were to do the same thing, even some of the hardcore people who like basketball, I mean, there's a lot of hardcore football guys who haven't watched football since uh, Colin Kaepernick first came out and did his kneeling. They said, man, I'm done with football, man. I'm, I'm done. And, and it's true. And I mean, so if there are some hardcore fans out there who would surprise you, who'd be like, you know what? After that boycott last year and they shut down and didn't even have a champion, whatever, I'm done. I'm done with them. And it's just some guys like that. So they would have surely lost some market share if, if they had made that decision. 
and like I said, I'm surprisingly, I'm I'm somebody who's happy that they didn't do that, and uh, and that they're still out there playing. Absolutely, I agree. Um, well, we are going to just run down real quickly and get some predictions on these matchups going on. So in the East, we have the semifinals for the East are set. So we have the Bucks and the Heat. Game one is actually going on right now as we speak. So uh, give me your prediction on who you see coming out of that. I'm taking the Heat. I, I just I hadn't, yeah I hadn't seen enough out of the Bucks. I mean the Bucks got a. Uh, you know, big man, uh, to Kumpo and all that, they got him. But outside of that, I'm not feeling really anybody else. So, uh, okay. and I think that he could be neutralized now that he's playing some good basketball. They're playing a lot of team basketball. And Jimmy Butler, we talked about him. i tell you how much I like him. Jimmy Butler is a man's man. I mean, he's he, he just that guy. And, uh, you know, he's that dude. And I, I'm going I'm to ride Jimmy Butler. I think Jimmy Butler going to do The Butler did it. I'm predicting the headline right now when they win. The Butler did it. That's what it will say. They'll be talking about me. I know. Okay. No, not you. It won't be uh, you. Damn sure it won't be you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I'm going to take the Bucks. Um, You know, my, I said it a few weeks ago on the show, I like to take the team that has the best player. And Giannis is the best player when it's an even series. I'll take the team with the best player. So I will go with the Bucks. Um, but I do think it'll be close. I, I think the Heat do match up well with them, but I think the Bucks will just find a way to win it in six or seven games. But I will take the Bucks. The Bucks don't um, shoot well enough. But anyway, go ahead. Boston versus Toronto. Now, Boston already won game one yesterday over Toronto. They beat them pretty handily. So uh, I was already going to take Boston. I like their team a whole lot better than Toronto, but um, I think it's just – you know, reiterated the point for me that Boston's going to win this. And I don't think it'll be a sweep, but I can see it being five games. Is, is Toronto healthy? Uh, I don't think they're fully healthy. I think they may be missing one guy. I was going to say, I, if, if if Toronto is healthy, I'd take Toronto. And and I okay. didn't know who's, who's out or whatever because I tell you, I don't follow that that deeply. But uh, if they yeah. beat them, like you said, handle it, Toronto must have somebody out because either Siakam or, or, you know, I don't know who else. Somebody got to be out. Kyle Lowry, somebody must be out. So I'm, I'm going to wait yeah. on that. I'm, I'm going to table my decision on that one until I find out who's out and how soon they're coming back. Okay. Uh, I, I will let you have that one. Um, in the West. Uh, we saw the Lakers and the Clippers advance. I don't think we were really that shocked on either one of those scenarios. Lakers won in five. Um, you know, Damian Lillard's a, a really, really good player, but they just didn't have enough for the Lakers. And then the Clippers won in six. Luka Doncic is fantastic, going to be a star, but similar scenario with the Lakers. The Clippers just had more talent and just a better team overall, and they won in six. So not surprised on either one of those two uh, advancing. We still do have uh, the Rockets and the Thunder going uh, game six. I said it at the beginning of the series. I will stick with my prediction. I'm going with James Harden and the Houston Rockets in seven. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm definitely going for the the Rockets. I mean, I, I said that too. Um, you know, I don't when you're talking about Westbrook being out, I said it don't matter. You still got Harden, and Black right. Jesus is going 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 to lead them. So yeah, I'll, I'll def, I'm still taking them. 
Okay. Um, and what I think has probably been the game uh, of the series of the playoffs has been Utah-Denver. For anyone that hasn't been watching this, it has been absolutely fantastic. Every game pretty much has been competitive. Jamal Murray last night put up 50 and just hit almost every single shot he, you know, put up in the fourth quarter to, to give them the win. So, and this was in game five when uh, Donovan Mitchell put up 50. So it's been a back and forth thing. This game's going to seven. Um, I will go with Utah with Donovan Mitchell, but it would not surprise me if Denver wins, but I will go Utah. I'll go Utah, too. I'm, I'm going to take Utah, but because, you know, uh, uh, Murray, and he did. He had a hell of a game. He, he couldn't do that tomorrow if he went in his backyard and shot on his own goal that, that he's used to shooting on there. He couldn't do it tomorrow, and, and nobody guarding him. He wouldn't be able to shoot that ball the way he shot it last night. It was one of those things where he was in the zone, he, he, he absolutely torched him, absolutely lit it up. After the game, he had a lot of emotion and whatnot. I think he really just woke up after the game. I mean, it's one of those things where I don't even think he realized what he was doing. That joke was just, right. just firing him up, and, uh, and, and, and he did very well. But he won't be able to do that again. And uh, I, I think that Utah will go ahead. And, and it's really, it doesn't matter because whoever wins this is going to get the brakes beat off of him in the next round. So, yeah. I mean, it, it don't even matter. I mean, let it be whoever they want it to be. It doesn't matter. They're um, going to get, they're probably going to get swept. Yeah, maybe not, maybe not sweep, but maybe in five. But we'll have to see who's playing. But, yeah. But I agree. I don't think it's going to matter in the long run. But yeah. It's, it has been the best, it has been the series of the, of the NBA playoffs so far. I'll give it that. So. Or that, but I mean, you know, that, that, you know, that cannot be very good too. I mean, you could have yeah. the number 99th ranked boxer fighting the number 100 ranked boxer, and that'd be a hell of a fight too. But I mean, it ain't necessarily good. <laughs> it's just, yeah, well, it's just competitive. So you know, well, it, it depends on what you're used to. I mean, I've I've, I've enjoyed what I've watched, but I can't take but about four or five minutes of that at a time. I don't like watching those okay. games. Yeah, so I, I I gotta see a little bit more, and I. I'm not seeing what I'm accustomed to seeing when I watch the basketball game. So I, I don't. I can only watch a little bit of that. So if you say it's good, gotcha. uh, it's good because I'm sure you watch every minute of it. Yeah, basically. Maybe not every minute, but at least 80% of it I'm watching. So. Whoop, there it is. Exactly. Uh, we are now going to head to the NFL, or we might as well just label this section the Jaguars section because – uh, they are taking uh, ridiculously to go ahead and get the number one pick. So first off, this week, uh, this past week, they trade Yannick Ngakwe, who is a young defensive lineman, defensive end, who is extremely talented, extremely good, probably their best player. They trade him to the Vikings for a second-round pick in this upcoming draft and a fifth-round pick in the 2022 draft. But wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. I'm not going to blame that on the Jaguars because I know in Jacquay, or however you say his last name, I know he was looking to get out of there. I mean, so much so that he accepted $12 million from the Vikings, and he was going to make $18 million if he had just yeah. stayed there and played. So he wanted yeah. to get up out of there anyway. So I'm not going to necessarily blame that on the Jaguar and say they're tanking because, I mean, old boy was trying to get up out of there. Come on, they're tanking. 
Um, I don't know why you say that, Jenkins. I mean, what, why would you not want to get rid of somebody who didn't want to be there and is willing to go and save you, you know, a bunch of money anyway, at least $6 million? Why not let him go ahead and go? I let him go too. I mean, I don't think that's tanking. When it's your best player and you don't even get a first round pick for him, when he probably could have got, they probably could have gotten a first round pick for him. But but here's the thing. Um, here's the thing, Travis. I mean, if they could have gotten the first round pick, that's not going to keep them from still be, getting another first round pick. I mean, that's still not. My whole point is, is that if they could have gotten the first round pick, they would have gotten the first round pick. I mean, what what's to keep them from getting the first round pick and then having two? If you're gonna tank, tank and get another first round pick. So I don't right. think that has anything to do with it. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, when you have somebody in there who you know, uh, there used to be a movie out called Fish to Save Pittsburgh. Y'all look that up, Miss Pete. Y'all look that up and go watch that and tell them about. It. Star Dr. J, and it had a bunch of cameos from some NBA players, but Dr. J was the main star in it. And uh, but in any event, they had a guy on their team who used to wear a, a piece of uh, had, had some tape and a sign stuck on his back that said "Trade me" while he was playing <laughs> while he was out there playing basketball. When you have that kind of poison in your locker room and in your organization, man, go ahead and get rid of that man and let him go on about his business. So, I mean, if you did that, if they did that with his way, good. Get him out of there. I mean, you don't want to have to go in there every day and see somebody looking at you like, you know, he been eating doo-doo sandwiches all day. Let him go ahead and get his butt on out there. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I, I just think you, I just don't see you trade your best player and still think and still say that you're trying to be competitive, especially when the last – you know, year to year and a half, you've traded a lot of good players. And it just seems like piece by piece by piece, they're trading, they're, they're just trading people. But, but Travis, he's your best player, but you still suck. I mean, do something. I mean, that's what I'm saying. What good is it if you have a phenomenal player like him, but you're still going like uh, four and 12? I mean, dude, do something different because that ain't working. So therefore, if you can trade him and get something better, or you can trade him and 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 improve your team, and you believe it's going to improve your team, by all means, baby, I, I like it. I like it. Let do it. I agree. I, I like it. I like that. My my next question was, do you like this for the Jaguars and the Vikings? And I like it for both teams. I really like it for the Jaguars because um, you got more picks to try and rebuild to make this team better, and I like it for Minnesota because you've got an elite pass rusher or a top-end pass rusher, and, yeah, you gave up a second-round pick and a fifth-round pick in next year's draft, but in the grand scheme of things, if this guy gets you to a Super Bowl or an NFC Championship game, I'd take that if I was a Minnesota Vikings fan, and they are definitely in a win-now mode um, with the defense that they have. So I like it for both teams. I think it's a win-win on both sides. Well, as it is with most trades, you won't really be able to tell for until the next three years. You know, if Njokwe winds up being, you know, all pro for the next three years, you say, oh, that was a bad trade. If Njokwe, you know, starts to go downhill and decline and he's out of the league in the next three years, you say, hey, that was a great trade. You know, so, I mean, it's one of those kind of things. But, you know, at the end of the day, 
I don't know about Minnesota. I know I'm happy for 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 Jacksonville. Just get him out. When you have somebody like that who is that forward, who who just like the boy that just left a uh, Jamal, what's the name? Just left the Jets. Man, that joke's around there begging, telling you where he wants to go, naming his places. I mean, calling the organizations and telling them he wants to be there. Get him out. Why would you want right. that to be in your organization when he's like going to his locker every day like, I hate this damn green. I can't wait till I don't have to wear this green jersey. Why would you want to be there? Why would you want him there? Man, get him out of there. I agree. Good, good for him. Yep. Well, we're going to go straight to the other big Jaguar news happened today of them releasing Leonard Fournette. They're starting uh, running back that they've had for, I believe, the last three years out of LSU. So that came out of a shock to me. I don't know about you, Coach, um, but I will, you know, if Njokwe if, if, didn't, uh, you know, didn't want to be there, we know Fournette didn't want to be there, so... Um, what do you think about this? And um, what if you could name three or four teams that you could see Fournette uh, going to? You know, what what teams do you think could be looking at him? Well, I mean, first of all, let me say this: it's not a surprise to me. I don't think Leonard Fournette had really lived up to his billings anyway since he's been down there. I think he was a flash in the pan as a rookie. I think he had a great year as a rookie, but then after that, it seemed like it's just been downhill. I, I don't think that, uh, you know, in years two and three of him being down there, he's, he's lived up to his billing. Uh, I think that he found it very difficult for his running style, which is a very punishing running style that he had in college. I think he found that to be, uh, be a little bit hard to do in the NFL. And so I, I think that he's a, a flash in the pan kind of guy. Now, where could he go? He could always go to the home where old beat-up running backs go to die. And that is the Atlanta Falcons. He can be right up there with Todd Gurley. Him, him and Gurley could be could be sharing reps, splitting reps back there. Uh, they'll take him. Uh, or, you know, who knows? But here's the thing. I hope, and I really hope for, for Fournette's sake, that he can find a team that can revive his career. That can, that can right. you know, find a way to, to refurbish him and get him back and teach him and, and whatever so that he can be a force in the league like everybody thought he was going to be. I don't wish it ill will on anybody. But uh, but like I said, I'm, I'm hopeful that that can happen because I don't want him to go to somewhere like Cincinnati or Cleveland or somewhere like that where, you know, he just he just going to die and die miserably as far as the NFL is concerned. Right. Well, I think there are a few teams that um, kind of make sense, or at least I could see them maybe happening. Um, one of them is Cincinnati. And I knew before it. you start hating, I knew before, it. Before you start hating, yeah. Joe Mixon, of course, is there, but he's been dealing with injuries the last few years, and he's already dealing with injuries in the in, in preseason right now. Um, where they're not sure if he's even going to be ready for week one. Yeah. So I could see that if they want to bring in another young running back. I don't think they will. Yeah. But I think that is an option. Um, when you've been getting your ass, when you've been when you've been getting your ass pounded, as long as he has in, in Cincinnati with that sorry ass offensive line they got. Yeah, I'm sure he <laughs> is beat up. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I think New England makes a lot of sense. 
I think him and with Cam Newton back there, I think that could be a really good running uh, tandem um, that if they want to kind of run the, uh, you know, QB keep, um, dive pull, yeah. you know, that'd be, that'd be, they're probably going to work. That's, that's called the Baltimore, that's called the Baltimore offense. Yeah, the Baltimore offense. Yeah. Um, I, I also think Chicago would make, would make a lot of sense because I know they got David Montgomery, but he's been dealing with injuries a lot and, if you're not, again, two young running backs, I think Fournette is better than David Montgomery. Figure, so figure, out, who, figure, out, figure out who your quarterback is first. Then, then worry about a running back. Just tell me who the quarterback's going to be. Uh, right now, it's Nick Foles. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Well, you got Foles. You still got Trubisky around there. So, like I said, yeah. it, I mean, it's work through that first. And then tell me about how you're going to put another piece in there. Because right now, I don't know how – how Fournette would fit in with either one of them. Okay. No, I, I just I just see if, if team wants to get better and just upgrade their running back, I think Fournette would be an upgrade for all those teams. Hi. Um, and this is going to lead us straight to the name game. So, uh, first up on the board, and I've already kind of given my answer. Uh, I have Joe Mixon down. I will take – I would take Leonard Fournette over Joe Mixon. Man, that, that you know what? I don't think I would. I mean, you know, Mixon, you know, I don't, I'm not even a Cincinnati fan at all. But Mixon right. has shown a lot of, of uh, I mean, he, he's, he's shown a lot of backbone to me for being able to what he's been able to been able to do what he's been able to do in that sad organization. And Mixon, no, man, I, if, you, if you look at all these rankings out there, too, that these people have Mixon's up in there. I mean, they got Mixon over a lot of people, like in the top ten. So no, man, give me give me Mixon, man. I ain't, I ain't going for that. No, give me Mixon. Okay, uh, Le'Veon Bell. Man, come on, Travis. You know good damn well Le'Veon Bell is one of the best running backs in the league. I don't care what anybody says. I ain't gonna let one year that he had last year after he sat out a year take that away from him. No, I'm gonna give that man his props. Le'Veon by far. I would take Le'Veon too, but I think this is a make-or-break year for Le'Veon Bell because he did have a down year last year. I know he's playing with the Jets, but um, and then him coming off what a year that he didn't play, so he could be getting up there in age. But I think I would still take him. Uh, we just mentioned him again, uh, Todd Gurley. No man, you know what? I, I still take Gurley. I think Gurley had one last year in him. Just like they all do when they come to the Falcons. And, I mean, I don't know if he'll be a 1,000-yard rusher. He might be 750, between 750 and 1,000. I don't think he can be a 1,000-yard rusher. But uh, but I still think he got enough in the tank uh, to be able to show some some of those bursts and everything. I'm just not sure Fournette's ready. I don't know if it's because he, he suffered a lot of injuries while he was down there. I just I, – I, give me Gurley. Okay. I think I would take um, Fournette. But the one advantage I do like with Gurley over Fournette is his receiving ability out of the backfield that Gurley has over Fournette. But Gurley scares me with the injuries that he's been dealing with. Oh, of so. course he does. Of course he's, he's scary anybody but the Falcons. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's why they took him. And last one, uh, Sony Michelle. Oh, hell no. Give me Sony. Dude, Sony Michelle is, is one of the best 
young backs out there right now. I'm telling you. I mean, like I said, that combination. He's got that McCaffrey kind of a thing, where you know he mm-hmm. can he can catch, he can run, he can throw. He he can he can get back there and be a wildcat quarterback. No man, give me uh give me Sony by far. Okay, I think. Um... I actually think that this one's really close. I would oh probably God. give – I'm serious. Um, I really like Fournette as a running back. Um, I really do. But Sony has really shown a lot. I didn't think he was going to be this good coming out of Georgia. I just thought he was going to be – he was a product of the Georgia system. Dude, I'm telling you, that, he is one of the best young backs out there. And I can't believe you're going to take some doggone Fournette over Sony Michelle. Man, I – I didn't say that. I thought what you just said. No, I said it's closer than I would have thought. Okay. Yeah, but I would go with Sony. Man, please. Again, you gotta go I with did Sony. not say Fournette. Thank you. Yeah, but you wanted to. No. I just let uh, you know you were crazy as hell, then you changed your mind. <laughs> I gotcha. Uh, okay, punt it or butt it. Last segment. Um, punt it or butt it. The Big Ten votes 11 to 3. The ADs vote 11 to 3 to postpone football and not play. I know we talked a little bit about this already, but does 11 to 3 surprise you? Dude, I'm a, I'm a bunny. I'm a bunny. I'm a, you know, I mean, yeah, I would have thought it, I would have hoped it would be a lot closer than that, you know, towards being a tie or whatever. But, dude, I don't know what Kool Aid they're drinking up there. Um, I, don't, I don't know what's going on and why they feel like they can't play. And, you know, like I said, let me get a Pac 12 because they got. So many people out there on the left coast, you know, it, it's, it's just it's so, it's just so many out there. Uh, my son tell me he's out there right now. He's like he's coming home tomorrow. He's like, dude, it's crazy out here. He can't wait to get back to Georgia. So, uh, mm-hmm. so in any event, like I said, I don't, I don't get that, but it is what it is. Okay, I, I will uh, bunt it as well. Yeah, like you said, I would have thought it would have been a little closer than eleven to three. I would have thought that some of these other schools would have wanted to play, but. Yeah. It is, it is, it is interesting to me. Um, put it or bun it. Major League Baseball trade deadline came and went today. Yeah, it, uh, bun it. Uh, pun it. I'm sorry, pun it. Let it keep going. Put it. Um, I'll bun it only in the fact that it's good to see, you know, kind of see which teams are trying to win, which teams aren't. The only bad thing with this year is. There wasn't a lot of trades that went down, and there really was only one marquee, semi-marquee guy that got traded. Um, but probably the average fan doesn't even know him. Uh, so I don't even know if I call him a marquee player, but he's a very good player, pitcher um, from the Cleveland Indians. But um, I'll, I'll bunt it just because uh, it'll be interesting to see with the shortened season. It seems like just about every team thinks they got a you know a chance to win the World Series. So I think coming down the stretch, we could see a lot of stuff going on in the Major League Baseball. Well, good for them. Uh, yeah, it or about it, Jamar Chase opts out of this year in the NCAA. The LSU wide receiver. I mean, I, I, I'm a I'm a punt that because I mean I don't you know like I said, who cares. I will bunt this. I think this is a big deal. He's uh, definitely a, a first-round pick. I've seen him go in the top ten in some mock drafts, depending on if he would have had a really good year this year um, compared to other wide receivers. So this is a big loss for LSU. 
who of course lost a lot in the draft anyway. Um, yeah, but that's what a lot of people. Player. That's why a lot of teams might not even want him now because he's not playing. You just said if he'd have had a big year this year, well, he might have known that was in question too and decided to just not play and just make everybody no, have think- to guess. No, he's talent. No, he, he, even if he didn't have a big year, he was going to be a first round pick. My, mm-hmm. my, my thing is, if he had a big year, he would have been a top ten wide. He would have been a top ten pick. Okay, but he's going to be a first rounder. He's going to be a first rounder all day. He, okay. he's so talented. Okay, so he's probably better than uh, they. They were last year. They were saying that he's better than Justin Jefferson, who got picked in the first round by Minnesota, um, but. The only thing is he couldn't come out because he was a sophomore last year. Right. He would have been a top 10 pick. Okay. So he's extremely talented. Okay. Um, and then last last one, Alvin Kamara has been absent from training camp. There's concern that he may be holding out for a contract. Punt it or bunt it for the Saints. Uh, you know what? I, I'll punt on that one. Um, you know, I, good for him either way. I mean – if he's out and and he's holding out for money and whatnot, if that's what it, that's that's the thing of the day. That's what people are doing these days. I mean, you know, if, if that's what he decides he wants to do, you know how I feel about that. But I'm talking about for him personally, if that's what he feels like that he's going to do, because the league has allowed that too much, and now they've made it where it's almost commonplace to do now, and and everybody does. It. I told you, I think that you should have an agent. You and your agent, when you go in and sit down and talk about what deal you want to make, whatever, just because two weeks later somebody gets a better deal because they had a better agent or came up with a better plan or whatever the case may be, I don't think you should be able to go and do this and that. But that's me. But that's the way that the game is evolving now. And so if it's where contracts don't really matter, and so now Leonard, or not Leonard Fournette, I'm sorry, but uh, Alvin Kamara has decided that he wants to seek a better deal or whatever, more power to him. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm going to uh, bunt it. Um, I will say if he doesn't play this year for and he ends up holding out for the whole season or part of the season, uh, I think it's a big blow for the Saints who do have Super Bowl aspirations. Oh, ain't no doubt. I ain't no doubt it's a big blow. I don't, I don't see them being able to. They still may be able to make a playoff. Um, because of the division that they're in, yeah, um, they'll win the division. Him, they'll win the division without him. But if without him, they won't. They won't have a chance at a Super Bowl. But with him, they definitely do. So that I think is a big deal for a Saints perspective. So uh, good for him to try and get get his money though, because he's definitely earned a, a better contract than the rookie one that he's still on. So, sure, I agree. But, but, other than that, that wraps us up. So you can go ahead. If you got a jackass of the day, you can go ahead and we'll, well uh, fight off. I do. I got jackass of the week. I mean, I got a couple. Obviously, you know, talking about all the Big Ten grand balls or whatever they call it out there uh, over all these schools and whatnot. I mean, they, they could definitely be the jackass of the week. You got uh, uh, middle school and elementary school kids out playing and uh, fans going to the game to watch them and everything. And then you can't play. And now you got high school getting ready to get started in Georgia, already going in Alabama, but you can't play. He said, okay, well, those are young people don't know what they're doing, blah, 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 blah. Okay, but NFL getting ready to get started up too, but you can't play. So that they would be my number one jackass of the week, or my number two jackass, I'm sorry. My number one jackass of the week goes to death. Uh, 
death you the jackass of the week for taking all these folks away from us. Um, you know, like I said, I'm I'm really folks. I can't tell. You, it's just sometimes you hear about somebody passing away, and you know your heart just stops or skips a beat or something like that. That's what happened to me today when I saw John Thompson, and uh, and I'm still hurting over the fact that he's not around anymore. And I never have met the man, never have talked with him and whatnot. But just the fact that I know that he's no longer alive has impacted me tremendously. And I can't explain that to you. But uh, but like I said, that's true. So death is my jackass of the week. Folks, we got to get out of here. I want to thank Travis Butler, as always, for being my co-host tonight and, uh, you know, navigating through the show with me. want to thank uh, Miss Peavy. And Travis, you didn't read me no comments or anything. So I don't know who else is on here tonight. But uh, thank everybody who was on here tonight. And we appreciate y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Good night, Miss Francis. Thanks for that.